Well, it looked like the Cleveland Browns had some issues and trouble guarding the pass and a couple breaks in the defensive backfield. What better way to break that down to bring in our resident expert, Tyvis Powell, former defensive back in the NFL for multiple teams and the Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll talk about what went wrong in the Carolina Panthers game, preview the game with Joe Flacco and the New York Jets, and talk about some of the things that he might see that the Browns can exploit. It's all on the next Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your hosts, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, your host, Mr. Garrett Bush at G Bush 91. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find candidates you want to talk faster. Post your job for free. At LinkedIn.com slash the experts. Tyvis Powell, former uh, Ohio State Buckeye, obviously numerous tenures in the NFL, and of course now time um, you know, with the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And Tyvis, first things first, I, we do want to get into this a little bit here as far as you know the communication breakdown. Um, you know, for me, we'll get to this too because you know, given an opportunity, look, we know Baker can make that throw. We've all seen that throw. We saw even last year dinged up at Donovan Peoples Jones. We saw a throw like that. But um, you go with an aggressive coverage there, and you get into a, uh, that type of situation. And the next thing you know, you got two guys looking at, at each other, and obviously JJ3 is going towards the action. Greg is going backwards. And you kind of saw the little glimmer in Greg Newsom's eye like, all right, ain't no way we're both supposed to be where we're at right now. Yeah, it's what it, that's, what it, that's that common look that everybody gets when they like, you throw the hands up like, did I mess up or did you mess up? And it was one of those situations. But in that in that play call particularly, what, what you have is that we called it Boston Reno back when I was in San Fran and when I was in Seattle, it was called Boston Reno. And what, what it is is, so Boston basically means it's cover three. Reno is the check that you get if you get a nub side tight end with a, with a slot on the front side, which is exactly what happened. So it ultimately what happens in Reno is that backside corner that's on the tight end, he go ahead and he mans that. The safety that's in the post, he stands in the post and he's reading two to one. And what he's looking for is he's looking for that deep over route by number two. If you ever, if you go back and look, you'll notice that G New and J3 lined up on the outside shade of their wide receivers because if the receiver goes inside, all their help is there. They're looking for any outward breaking routes. If number two does something, I'd say it's about eight to 10 yards and less. G New is quick to trigger on it. We call this call to stop like bubble screens to throw those quick routes to the outs to stop all of those routes, G knew would jump it. So in this particular situation, what you got is you got Robbie Anderson at one. He's going on the post. You got DJ Moore at the two. He does a 10-yard out, and then you got a tight end who, who's, who's in a grave digger position, and he's chipping Miles Garrett, and he's going straight to the flats. So essentially, you want a high-low because they believe that you're in cover three. So their plan was the high-low, the buzz player. Well, in this particular set – 
once DJ Moore did the 10 yard and out, J3 should own it. It is like that's my man. And G New should stick with his at one because he's fast up on him and he's going deep. So when that happens, he should he remembers that even though he's running a post and it's my man and I'm supposed to stay with it. Dale Pitt is supposed to still be in the post because he has no work. He he doesn't have to worry about that backside tight end because Denzel has him man to man. I think what happened is Dale Pitt. I, obviously, G knew dropped it because he thought that uh, he he thought he should jump DJ Moore. But even if after that happened, he should have realized that Dale Pitt was still in the post. But Dale Pitt got caught. Looking at Baker Mayfield, he didn't get enough drop in his initial read, and he got locked up. Out of and that's that's a problem that you can't have. So if I had to put some blame on somebody, yes, G knew messed it up, but Dale Pitt should have been the saving grace there, and he got caught short in his drop. So you know, my my the question I think the next evolutionary step is Tyvis, is you know you're in cover three there. Um, I would have preferred maybe just a, a plain old vanilla cover two with the safeties over the top, because mm. then I can have two two safeties that is deep as the deepest, no matter what the corner does. He yeah. still has an opportunity to have your deep safeties back there so nothing goes over their heads. Um, do you think, um, you know, and the cover three is not, you know, it's not one like you did a fire zone or something. <laughs> no, it was he, just, had, yeah. he had some coverage. <laughs> uh, in, in that position, what would be the optimum? Um, you, you know, you're up, the Browns are up. Um, mm -hmm. uh, what would be the optimum call that you would make if you were a defensive coordinator in order to make them make a, matriculate the ball downfield instead of basically getting a one shot and, and scoring a touchdown quick? Well, honestly, G, I, it's not a bad call at all, it's actually the right call to make. It's just they they didn't execute the play. I mean, you're supposed mm -hmm. to stay on top. If you're in cover three, obviously you're not supposed to give up a post. The middle of the field is closed. If you are in cover two, that you essentially are leaving the middle of the field wide open in that play. So cover three was the right call to make. They just made that coverage bust. If anything, they should have it should have been a check down to the tight end. But I mean, if you bust coverage, of course Baker Mayfield is going to take that shot. But the only player, if it, if it's ran correctly, the only player that should have been open for even a split second was the tight end releasing to the flats. So essentially you are, you know, kind of saying, look, you've got to go the length of the field. Because for yeah. me, that was the one thing is how do you give up a situation like that? Because look, Baker had zero rhythm going all day long. So the fact that you get, and the thing was, is we know Baker and how he feeds off of something like that. So getting that opportunity certainly made things a little hairy. You know, for me, look, you know, the defensive line was getting it done, even when they weren't getting home. These guys, you know, because they know Baker so well and they saw it a million times and any time the Browns played the Pittsburgh Steelers was, well, if you don't get no pass rush, hands up in the air, that's all. That'll take care of the yep. rest of it and not get pass rush. Um, so for me, I thought it would have been, you know, more advantageous to maybe, you know, just drop it back a little bit. But like you said, this wasn't necessarily, you know, a question at Joe Woods' part. I mean, it's got to be a communication factor and, you know, Look, it is week one, and these things will happen, but I remember this was something that happened in the Charger game last year. They gave up a monstrous one to Mike Williams because, again, there was no communication. Is this something where it's got to come? Because I guess you figure John Johnson III is the presence of this yeah. secondary. Is this one where maybe he's got to make sure next time he's reiterating and like, hey, I know it sounds stupid. I know it sounds redundant, but if this goes yeah. like this – yeah, this is so what's going to happen is obviously they went in yesterday to watch the tape 
And what happened is they're going to definitively make an answer. Listen, if he goes eight yards, I'm taking it. I don't care what happens. And G News probably going to say, listen, if the guy's up in my face, I'm taking it. You're just going to have to deal with it. But they're going to get that resolved today because obviously the Jets are watching film. <laughs> they're going to come out in the same slot set. You know, this is a, a copycat lead. They're going to try it again to see if they got this fixed. But I'm guaranteeing you right now, they went in that beat yesterday. They G knew it. J3 said, listen, I, if he running that eight, G, J3 said, I'm taking it. You just deal with what you deal with. But you always want to err on the side of taking the deeper person. So if I'm G, if I'm G knew, even if I if it's blurry and I can't figure it out, just take the deeper, take the deepest one and let them throw the short one. You always live with that. And then at the end of the day, they're telling Dale Pet, listen, I don't know what you was looking at. Like this is your all your work is front side. So when the play with when you come out the huddle, boom, and you see the formation, you look backside, it's a nub tight end. All right, that's Denzel. Denzel is one of the best corners in this league. I'm not even about to help him. My eyes is front side the whole time. Boom, he snaps the ball. I'm taking my – I'm getting my drop in my cover three, and I'm reading two to one. If two goes out, boom, I snap my eyes to one because technically what you're looking for from two is that deep over route. They call it a special route. And what happens is J3 is supposed to babysit that special route and drop it when it gets to, to Dale Pitt. That's what's initially supposed to happen. Once two didn't come, Dale Pitt has to get his eyes to one. All right, where's my next threat at from the post? And it would have been Robbie Anderson. It took him straight there. But he was so locked in there trying to read what Baker was looking at that he never read one. So that's the other issue right there. From a safe, from a post-safety standpoint, when you come out, the number one thing you have to find out is in those situations, your, your responsibility is the vertical of two to post. Two to post. That's your eyes. I'm looking at number two. If two is vertical, that's mine. If he's not, if he cancels himself out, boom, I snap my eyes to one and I see what's coming to the post. Nothing, if he would have seen Robbie Anderson running that post and he would have ran straight under and made the big play. So I think Dale Pitt has to get his eyes corrected and they have to coach him up on that. And secondly, J3 and G New will fix that. They will definitively come up with an answer because you got to eliminate all gray area and next time they'll have an answer and they'll know how to play it correctly. So I don't think it is something that we'll see again. We're going to get to our first break here, but I want to ask you um, this question. You can answer it on the other side, Tyvis. The play um, with Thomas, the tight end, yes. who was open and looked like that was either some safety miscommunication as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Think about that. Um, I want to see if you know, uh, it cracked the code on what that was. And we'll talk about that in the second segment. She lays locked on Browns, of course, joined by former Ohio State great Mr. Tyvis Powell. We'll get back to a little bit more here in just one second. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to research your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Brown podcast. We have a special guest in the building, former Ohio State Buckeye uh, defensive back Tyvis Powell, uh, a former NFL player for multiple teams, Tyvis Powell. Uh, he's with us, and as always, we have Jeff Lloyd of the Locked On Browns podcast. Please make sure to continue to make Locked On Browns your first listener today. Make sure you hit that notification bell in YouTube so that you'll get every single upload that we have uh, coming out and you won't even have to wait for it. Come right to your smartphone, TV, wherever you uh, get your information from. Uh, in, in the first segment, we talked about the, the play that kind of gave up the big touchdown, 75 yards to Robbie Anderson uh, in, in the game against the Panthers. Um, before I, we got here, I, I wanted Tom, uh, Tyvis to talk about another busted coverage because this coverage earlier in the game, I thought kind of, you know, let them off the mat, so to speak. Uh, the Panthers were on the mat. They were not moving the ball. They were getting pressure. Baker Mayfield started having a bunch of batted down balls. And I, I feel like if they would have not blown that coverage and gave up a very long uh, pass to Thomas, the tight end, I think that, that they were down for the, the standing uh, 10 count. They, they was on their way up out of here. Uh, Tyvis on that play, um, what did you see on that play, and why was he so open? What coverage mistakes or, or, or did the Browns make? All right, so what happened in this one is, if you go back and watch the play, it, it had to be a tempo situation because it was guys running on and off the field. So <laughs> as, as the Carolina is set up, somebody's running on the field. I can't, I can't see who it is. I want to say it might've been Denzel and Denzel ended up having to play nickel, which he doesn't play at all. So if you look at it, J three is trying to coach him up. Like, all right, this is, it's a two by two formation. All right. So this, it, this is where it gets complicated. Two by two. Typically the nickel is to the field side. So he would be the number two and uh, you would have the safety carry the, the down safety. So in this case, it would be Dale Pitt. He's the down safety. He would carry the tight end on seam alert because if you're if you're running cover three, everybody knows a cover three beater is four verticals. So in this situation, Dale Pitt is down on the tight end side. J Denzel runs in. J3 says, listen, you have to carry this seam because typically the safety would lean towards the nickel. He leans away from the down safety and he would take the vertical or two. But if you look, the running back is towards the tight end where, or towards the down safety. We made this adjustment when I was in San Francisco. So when the running back is towards the down safety, he has to make a danger call. He can't carry that. He can't carry the tight end because nobody will have the running back to the flats. So Dale Pitt is giving the danger call to J3 saying, hey, that nickel on the other side has to carry. And J3, you have to lean towards me because I can't take the vertical of the tight end. So, boom, J3 is trying to relay all of that. What happens is the ball gets snapped and he forgets the fact that he has the seam on the opposite side, which would have been the tight end. And him and Denzel both are carrying the same seam. So J3 and Denzel both are on the same seam, leaving, leaving Thomas wide open because Dale Pitt is supposed to be taking the running back if he goes to the flats. So that's what happened on that. Just a, I think what happened was the fact that Duke, that Denzel came on the field late. They didn't really get a chance to – they was rushing, trying to make sure Denzel was set, that J3 
forgot the fact that it was he was supposed to lean away because typically he does lean towards the nickel. So in that situation, the running back kind of messed up. Where the running back was aligned messed up the, the normal situation of carrying vert for vertical. So that's what happened. Always work to be done, and that's why coaching exists, and that's why <laughs> film will never, ever die. Um, you know, Tyvis, during your time in the NFL, um, you know, Joe Flacco, you know, still a regular starter in the league. He's in this weird spot here with the Jets where, you know, this is a team with a lot of young players. They have their young quarterback, or at least they hope they have the young quarterback. But, you know, they have to wait. And, you know, uh, you know until – and the funniest thing was when it was first announced, you know, that Zach Wilson was going to – you know, not going to be able to go to a week four. Well, the Ravens got pass rush. Uh, hey, kid, on a bum knee, you want to go face Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, who even when your knee is good, you're still not faster than them. Uh, mm-hmm. So you got Joe Flacco in here. Uh, the mobility, it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Still got the arm when we're talking about, you know, Joe Flacco here. Um, and there's weapons. I mean, Elijah Moore, of course, you know, I know everybody Brown fans is a little excited to see, you know, the other Garrett here this weekend. Um, you know, hopefully he comes in and it's a very, very quiet Sunday as he makes his way back to Ohio. Braxton Berrios at times can be a pain in the butt. Corey Davis has been a name in this league. So, you know, if there's issues with the secondary, A, Joe Flacco still has an NFL quality arm and can make every throw in the book. Plus, these Jets receivers, you know, there was some talk about, you know, Carolina have a nice receiving core. But I think that one through four, the Jets are going to bring the first energy this Sunday, certainly bring a presence to them. Yeah, I mean, you talk about their wide receivers there. It's a bunch of young wide receivers outside of Corey Davis, but – Corey Davis is a, is a vet in this league. He can be crafty. If he gets going, it, it's on. I mean, if you go back and you look at Joe Flacco, they basically turned it into a seven-on-seven. Seven. He had he was 37 for 59. So they believe that the passing game is where they want to be. Um, their running backs, they, I think they're going to run it back by committee. It's, it's not really too many people to fear. The thing that I do believe that the Browns have the advantage on is obviously the defensive line. You know, the the Jets always have struggled a tad bit at protecting their quarterback a little bit. So Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney is going to be a matchup nightmare for them. But when you talk about receivers versus defensive backs, I mean, outside of those two blown coverages, I thought our defensive backs did unbelievable against Baker Mayfield and them uh, last week. And you got, and it's not like they're going against scrubs. I mean, Robbie Anderson is still good. You still is a very crafty wide receiver who can give you a lot of trouble if you let him get loose. So I thought if they could do that against them, they should be able to handle uh, what the Jets have. I mean, Corey Davis is good, but he's not the greatest guy. And now you're dealing with two young guys. Elijah Moore, yeah, I'd see the potential in him for sure. He definitely is the one that could get loose. But I think Denzel and G. New do a great job of locking people up. And that's the one strength I think is on our defense is that our secondary, it can play with anybody in a man-to-man situation and really get after them enough that it'll buy time for Miles and Jadavion to get home. So I definitely see on the Brown side on that one. You know, Tyvis, I thought uh, MJ uh, Emerson played a heck of a game. Uh, mm-hmm. He had the one penalty, but besides that, I love his physicality. I love that he's he's a rough and tumble type dude. He's yeah. a big corner out there. How do you think that he played in that game? And, uh, you know, is he going to continue to get better throughout the season? Well, I thought he was solid for sure. I mean, like you said, outside of that that DPI, you didn't hear his name get called. You didn't see him getting beat on anything. So <laughs> I don't care about that DPI. He said, look, I'm a pain in the butt. I'm going to get my hands all over you until they throw a flag, and then I'm going to simmer down a little bit is exactly what he did. <laughs> listen, listen, if August you don't hear his name being called, then you it's, it's a good day. 
And I think that's why they took him in the third round. Obviously, Greedy has always battled injuries in his career. That's probably what's been holding him back a little bit. And I think Harden comes in and brings that physicality. He is an aggressive corner. And he knows how to play this defense really well. I mean, you think about him in the preseason, he had that pick six where he made a big play. So he's not scared of the moment. Uh, I think he gained a ton of confidence in that in that preseason. If you get a pick six, I mean, that lets you know, like, okay, I do belong in this league. And he's going out there and he's checking arguably the third best receiver every time because they'll have their slot. Denzel obviously is going to be on the best. So to me, if he can third wide receiver, he should be able to lock them down all day and get his feet wet. So, yeah, I think this is he's perfect uh, for what they asking him to do. Um, and I think he will see him in this lineup for a long time. He's really putting a lot of pressure. It's going to be interesting that trade deadline, what happens with Greedy Williams. Before we let you get out of here, where are the places you at? Um, you've been doing a bunch of stuff. He, Jeff talks about it. He's doing a lot of stuff. And, you know, you got the podcast, you, you Big Ten Network stuff, <laughs> um, uh, radio. Where are you at in people and so they can definitely check you out, follow you, and check out your work? All right. So <laughs> here we go. What week is it? What day is it? <laughs> right. Basically. So this week I'm doing on 97.1. I'm working the Buckeye Show 6 to 8 on 97.1 The Fan. Um that is uh, today, tomorrow, and Thursday, 6 to 8. Uh, then I got the podcast that we will be – I think we're recording tonight, The Orange is Oranger. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you all subscribe to that. Um, I did the Big Ten tailgate last week. That was just a fill-in, but they said they wanna, uh, They thought I did well, so they're going to try to give me some more opportunities moving forward. If you want to see that, you could go on YouTube, type in Big Ten tailgate to watch that. Um, I got the Browns radio network, Sundays, pregame and postgame, two hours of pregame, uh, the final two hours of pregames, all the postgame. And... And my oh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Wednesdays with G Bush and the, and the boys 11 to 1. Please make sure y'all subscribe to that. And I will do my hit sections on Fridays at about 12 30. He mm. is Tyvis Powell, and Tyvis, the podcast, Holly is an absolute gem. Absolutely love her and have loved her for years. Uh, you guys do a great job over there. But I mean, if, you know, you're looking for inside Tyvis Powell, whether it's the NFL, whether of course it's Ohio State, you've got the opportunity to go ahead and check that out. And to, you know, another one of my favorite girl dads, Amigo. Hang in there, Tyvis. All the best with the young ladies. We appreciate you taking some time out for us today. We're going to get We're back get here. That, Garrett Bush, Jeff Floyd, your latest Locked On Browns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Brown podcast. One of the thank, big thanks, big shout out to Tyvis Powell for taking some time out uh, to come on this morning with us. Busy, busy, busy guy, but I thought he had some really great insight um, from a former NFL player, from a guy who played at a really high level to kind of give you that breakdown of what happened. And so that's what we're trying to do here at Locked On Browns. Not just give you our opinion, but also seek and go get other people's opinion that we value to really break down the X's and O's and give you a clear picture of what's going on with your Cleveland Browns. We really think that's valuable um, here. And as you can see, uh, Joe Thomas, uh, now we have Tyvis Powell. 
we'll continue to have those guys on. That's not the first time or last time you'll see those guys, but we'll have additional people coming up in the future. Uh, Jeff, where do you want to go in this segment? Well, well, first things first. Um, yeah, like this is a great way to do this. Look, I mean, obviously, two bro, you know, two broken plays, missed assignments. Um, what do you do? You go to somebody who's been there and kind of describes what the scenario is, what the guys are going through in that type of situation. And you know, Todd is fantastic; he's a great gentleman. So, you know, look, I mean, who knows? Next week it could be wide receivers we got to talk about. And look, Garrett and I, with each passing day, we get you know deeper and deeper, and we get ourselves. I mean, you know, yesterday I was like, oh, hey, why don't you reach? Garrett got back to me in 30 seconds. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, Thomas Powell, man. He's all good. He'll come in tomorrow morning. So, I mean, you know, through the work we're doing, we just get more and more opportunities, you know, to meet great people, you know, with great insight. And we're going to try to parlay that into the show. Before we shift a little bit further, I just want to say now, we made the switch, obviously, to YouTube, you know, basically when Garrett came on here. Um, yesterday was the largest amount of downloads for the podcast. Now, keep in mind, that was just the podcast. That doesn't count what YouTube did, basically, over the last 36 hours. Um, so I know everybody's excited. Look, we're going to be here day in, day out. We're going to try to crush it and give you the best possible content we in. So make sure Lockdown Browns is your first lesson, whether it's podcast form or, of course, here on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Have those notifications on. So once the content drops, it's in your ears. And the way it's working right now, it's probably about six episodes a week because we go right to the post game, which is a dual episode. Then we go right into your five-day lineup. We still got your crossover coming with John Buchko from the Jets this week. And then we still have, a, uh, obviously, a pregame show headed to, uh, into the Jets. Browns did make a move yet. I'm not sure this works out with Herb Miller. Um, or Herb Miller was just basically waved again to hopefully bring back to the practice squad. Browns brought in off the Chicago Bears practice squad, Thomas Graham. Thomas Graham played about four games last year for the Bears. I think it was a little over 100 snaps. Had a PFF grade in the 80s. So, you know, listen to John Costco. You know that way that works. 80s is about as high as you can kind of go. Um, as far as, you know, being a reserve player, getting time late in the season. Thomas Graham came out of Oregon, did not play his last year in Oregon. He was a guy who held out because of COVID. We have seen now there are plenty of players in the NFL from the Oregon secondary. Holland down with the Dolphins, having a fantastic start to his career. McKinley also down there as well. Thomas Graham built like a slot corner plays like a nickel corner. He is just that type of guy. He's physical, makes a lot of tackles, loves to get his nose dirty. And what did we hear from Tyvis Bell? Denzel was in a spot where he was maybe playing nickel. How'd that go? Don't take your Ferrari and say, I'm going to the grocery store or I'm going to BJ's to haul up on supplies for the house. You got a Ferrari. Let the Ferrari be a Ferrari. Find somebody who can play nickel. Thomas Graham comes with this pedigree. Um, you know, look, the Bears, you know, there's some talk. Maybe he was in the doghouse, blah, blah. I tell you what, if he was in a doghouse, I don't know how you end up on a practice squad. And it's not like the Chicago Bears got 53 players on that roster where, hey, you're, you're just not good enough to be part of our 53. So Brown scooped in. Thomas Graham will go right to the active roster. We'll see if that puts him in line to play. So probably a really nice spot here for a guy like Thomas Graham. Probably going to play some special teams, but you get a slot in here, nickel cornerback in here, some physicality, guy loves to talk while he's playing, and maybe just another evolution here of this secondary, and Joe Woods gets another piece to work with. Yeah, I think this this is a little bit of, I wouldn't say an indictment, but it just shows you that the organization um, isn't going to wait on Greedy Williams. I, I don't know if he's going to be uh, out for a little bit longer. I know for a fact that it is at least going to be, you know, four weeks. Uh, but I just think this move shows you that the Browns wanted to bolster that that uh, area. And especially you saw how important the defensive secondary is. They're your last line of defense. If you get by them, you could give up big plays. And I think right now the only thing that the Browns need to worry about on defense is communication, being on the same page, and not giving up those uh, mental errors. You could go matchup by matchup. If you get another corner in here that's a slot corner, 
what you can do is say, hey, I can move Greg Newsom inside or outside depending on what the matchup is. Sometimes he might have a favorable matchup and you want to get a little more size out there. Sometimes you want to get more size outside, but you want a, a nickel guy that can cover more shifty guys. So now it just gives you more versatility to bring him in. And so now Greg Newsom can slide and be like, okay, this is what we want you to do. Because obviously I, I, want, I want Denzel Ward on the number one receiver. That's what I want. We paying him like uh, the Deion Sanders position. We want you in the best receiver. So I, I think it's another great move by the Browns organization and just goes to show you that when you are uh, down a few people, especially when you, you're, you're deficient offensively until Deshaun Watson gets back. Um, and look, I, whether or not Graham gets to play this week, I, I'm not sure, but you know, uh, more, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, Braxton, uh, obviously Garrett, and of course, you know, Braxton Berrios from the Jets, man, these guys kind of all built like slot receivers. You know, uh, you know, we all know, you know, Garrett Wilson can play on the outside, but he's built like a slot receiver. So this might be something where, hey, maybe he plays this week, maybe he's a part of it or not, but these guys kind of all are, are kind of built like slot receivers, very savvy, quick, uh, you know, great footwork in and out of routes. So maybe this is something where they say, you know, maybe, you know, we love Martin Emerson, but this maybe, maybe it ain't the greatest matchup for Martin Emerson this week. So maybe giving yourself a little bit more to work with, a little more versatility, because not every team, not every wide receiving core that you are going to face is the same. We got to a lot of uh, today. Um, but this week, this far, obviously the post-game show, you know, the duel between UCS and Lockdown Browns, you know, that killed it. It was exciting. And obviously for us, it couldn't have gone any better. We got in a situation where we went live at two minutes and there was a ball game. And, you know, we got you know, blessed with a 58-yard field goal for the Browns to win. Um, you know, not great, great way to kick that all off. Um, you know, you got Garrett Nye's takeaways, uh, you know, once we sat down and digested a little bit more. Uh, John Costco, check out that episode. It's going to be fantastic. Now today, Ohio State defensive back, Titus Powell, kind of break down the mental lapses that happened in the game that made that game closer than it was or certainly closer than it should have been. And, of course, you know, Titus Local now doing a lot of content. You can always check that out. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11-1, Monday through Friday. Um, we told you it was going to pick up. You know, once they got to this point, look, Guardians are three games up. The Browns are one and zero. You know, it, it, it's it's just continues, man. It's like malls to the flame over there. These guys get more excited with the coverage that they get to talk about, and I, obviously the fans are excited. So make sure you're checking that out. Eleven to one. Make sure you subscribe. Notifications on for the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Garrett's always over. Nine two three. The fans Saturday mornings. Other appearances. The barbershop. So make sure you're checking all that out. Make sure you're following. At G Bush 91, myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. M's are open. Questions, ideas, feel free to hit us up over there. Appreciate y'all for making Lockdown Browns your first listen every day. Again, whether it's on podcast format or, of course, now on YouTube, subscribe, notifications on. So as soon as the content drops, you are there to absorb it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, crossover Thursday. We'll sit down with John Buchko. John does a great job. He's been covering the Jets for us for a long, long time. Um, you know, So for me, you know, local to me, to my area, we always have some good conversations about the Jets over the years. Looking forward to that. And, of course, you know, Jets and Browns, it's kind of like home coming they seem to find a way on each other's schedule every single year then of course we'll get to a pregame show before we kick it off sunday should be a blast in cleveland the confidence of one and oh the excitement and the newness <coughs> i'm sure the place will be off the rails on sunday but with all that being said this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob let's go browns